1: Welcome back to another episode of Get Found, Get Funded, and this is Cena Island, one of the hosts of the show. Rashad Moore from Score 3 is a seasoned angel investor that invests with several different angel groups. Today we're going to have a conversation about how he began investing, what he looks for, how much he invests, with whom, and how he does due diligence. Hopefully, this will give some listeners insight into how an angel thinks.
2: Welcome, Rashad. We're glad to have you here.
0: Hey, good to be here.
2: He is an engineer, technologist, entrepreneur, and startup investor based in Washington, D.C. A little bit of background. In 2007, he built Software Theoretic, a research-based software engineering and development firm serving clients in the federal government. Then considered a thought leader in cloud computing and software engineering and database administration, Software Theoretic was acquired in 2015 by RGS, a private equity-backed employee-owned management consulting firm.
3: Rashad is also very active in the community. He serves as an active board member with Halcyon House, an incubator equipping early-stage social ventures with support as well as a member of the New Dominion Angels, shout out to Virginia, the University of Maryland-Dingman Center Angels, and he is an independent investor looking for new solutions to age-old challenges. Driven to close the funding gap, Rashad founded the SCORE3 Foundation, an organization on a mission to level the entrepreneurial playing field for high-tech, high-growth startups with black, brown, and women founders. SCORE3 programs open more doors through knowledge sharing, kickstarts more ventures through investing and coaching, and brushes more shoulders through the power of strong connections and social capital. Rashad, we're so excited to talk with you today.
0: Oh, absolutely. I'm glad to be here.
3: Rashad, how did you begin your angel
1: investing journey?
0: Oh, so that's, uh, that's interesting. So, um, so in the, the bio, this awesome bio, thank you, by the way. <laughs> It's cool.
1: I know Christina and Riley are really made me <laughs> <sound> <laughs> extremely <laughs> well. I know. They make me sound better than I, than I really am. Everyone so.
3: should write a bio though, because it's your chance to like just exploit and explore everything that you've done. Absolutely, sure.
1: absolutely. And, and yeah. obviously, you've done a great job doing it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah,
0: so uh, so I started Software Theoretic, um, a uh, defense contracting company here in uh, the Washington D.C. area, like like most people do mm-hmm. uh, in this area. Um, I started that probably in 2007, so we're pushing up on uh, 11, 12 years ago. Um, so, you know, I started the company, I was working really hard, we were growing it, and uh, things were going well, and, you know, once you start to, to make a little more income, uh, you start to meet folks, and through networking and what have you, um, and uh, I met a few folks that were, uh, that were investing, that were angel investors. Um, but you know, I'll back up just a little bit more to add a little more context. Um, my very first job was with a startup um, okay. during the first tech boom. Um, I mean, well, the first tech boom, the nineteen ninety eight to two thousand. During tech the Clinton boom. years. Yes, <laughs> Everybody yes. Remember those years. absolutely. Absolutely, <sighs> um, and and startups were all the rage back then, mm-hmm. and the internet had just started. Um, and so I was a, a, a so software weird. engineer. The
3: internet had just started. It's so weird to hear that, right? Yeah, now. I know,
0: right? That's crazy, huh? Yeah, but no, it, it literally was just like, invented. and they weren't called startups. Yeah, they, yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, I don't even know what they were just called companies or or what have you. But um, I worked for a small company called Localize, and mm. so we built back in 1999 and 2000. We built basically what you kind of know of uh, the Google Maps okay. is today, right? So we built the 1999 version of Google Maps. Um, and there were about eight of us, mm-hmm. and uh, that was my first introduction to what we call startup life right mm-hmm. now, right? And I just happened to know, so I was fresh out of college from Oklahoma State, and I was like, all right, you know, all these startups, people are making millions and millions of dollars, you know, you know, writing software, I'm a developer, mm-hmm. so, you know, I'm in. Um, and then, so I joined the startup called Localize, um, there were six of us, we grew to about eight, and then uh, AOL bought us. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's America Online, maybe. maybe. You might not know who <laughs> AOL is, but that was a big deal. That was a big deal back then. You've right? got mail. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, Tom Hanks and, and, and the whole nine. Wow, you went way back. I remember yeah. that movie. That was See, one of my it, favorite movies. That I mean, I'm a rom-com fan, you know, fan, you know, so I just love romantic comedy. So, yeah, You Got Mel was one of them, Pretty Woman, pretty woman you know, the whole, anyway, that's a different story. That's a It's whole a different podcast. podcast. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but uh, all I really knew about startups when I started was I didn't know anything about equity. I didn't know, anything, mm-hmm. didn't know anything about, like, you know, what a venture capitalist was. I just knew when I joined the company, uh, you know, Jay, who is an awesome founder, he'd raised a couple million dollars from some some rich people that were called venture capitalists and uh, that's how I got paid. (laughs) So I was just like, all right, well, so now I'm writing code and I'm having fun and I'm living the startup life and uh, it it was awesome. So I was like hooked from, from there. So I kind of knew and you'd read in the papers about company XYZ raised $15 million Mm -hmm. from, you know, venture capital firm, you know, ABC or something like that. And that's, I just kind of knew about financing startups mm-hmm. just from the periphery, right I never really dug down and really kind of, kind of understood it. Um, and so and I knew about angels because uh, we had a couple of angels uh, on our, uh, that had invested in, in localized. Um, and then you know, you start to fast forward a couple of years and you start to you know, meet more entrepreneurs, and you're like, okay, there's these people called angel investors, but I didn't know anything about how it worked. I didn't know. Who was an angel investor I thought you had to have like a like hundred million dollars or something to be an angel investor like I thought you you know it was just like I mm-hmm. really didn't know and so uh when I started software theoretic and once it started to grow and we started to become more successful um you start to meet folks and uh we shared a co-working space with new dominion angels mm-hmm. and uh you know remember at the end at the end of the day if you remember I'm just I'm a nerd I'm a techie um, and so he' be kind of introverted sometimes a lot of people won't believe that, <laughs> but uh a guy that worked with me or for me, but i'd hate saying for me right. but they, they worked with me uh, a guy named Adatala um is he's an awesome guy, and uh you know he was he was less bashful and so uh, we shared a co-working space with with uh, new Dominion angels and so he struck up a conversation with uh, Jeremy Bowman who mm-hmm. uh, was at the time managing and still does manage um uh, with a couple of other partners, uh, New Dominion Angels, and uh, they started talking, and Tala said, hey, Rashad, you know, you making money, you should like look into angel investing, and yada, yada, yada. And I was like, man, <laughs> angel investing, I don't know about that. That's like... Like, you know, I'm, like, from Oklahoma. I'm, like, you know, I'm kind of, you know, hood adjacent, you know. It's like <laughs> like, what do I know about angel investing, right? Well, you said hood adjacent. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not going to misrepresent. I didn't grow up in the hood, mm-hmm. but uh, definitely, definitely hood yeah. adjacent in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Shout out. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but, yeah, definitely it was foreign. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, I think that's really the point. It was. Is it
3: because you thought you needed a... a bunch more money to actually start investing. Is that what?
0: Absolutely. That and then also culturally, uh, you know, to be quite frank, I just was like, okay, there's this angel group. I figured it was just a bunch of old white guys Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't have a whole lot in common. Uh, I mean, what would I talk to? Like I said, I'm this black, I'm this black guy, young black guy from, you know, from Tulsa, Oklahoma, just happened to end up in D.C. Mm -hmm. Um, He's really
3: a nerd and a techie. Yeah, you know,
0: and a little and a little introverted, you know, as well, and you know, so like, what do I know about this environment, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so, but so I met with Jeremy uh, Bauman, um, me, Tala, and Jeremy met. We had lunch. He kind of talked to you know. We just kind of talked, got to know each other, you know. And I found out oh, the minimum is only like seven thousand five hundred dollars to invest, and you know, they typically uh, will get twenty or thirty other angels to put you know seven thousand five hundred mm-hmm. to about 15,000, probably the average investment is probably about 10,000 mm-hmm. per angel. And this is the accredited side of the house. Right. right? Um, and so I was like, all right, well, you know, I can, I can, probably, I can probably, I can probably spare 10 grand, you know, at the time we were doing pretty well. And, and if I lost it, then, you know, my wife wouldn't divorce me or, or yell at me or anything. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, all right, well, let me, let me see. And then at the same time, I also figured I had to start to Move beyond my comfort zone mm-hmm. right and start to move into different worlds that you know to that point I really hadn't uh, been been involved in right and so uh, but it was it was really awesome you know so uh, we we meet at uh, generally every month at a restaurant it was Clyde's at this time, and the first meeting was a little intimidating well, it's very intimidating because you walk in. And it's like, you know, it's what you think. It's like, you know, it's like mahogany wood, paneled walls, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, servers, and you know, people dressed up, and and uh, you know, and it was, you know, there's a good healthy dose of, of older white guys, but to my surprise, to my surprise, there was a fairly diverse and culturally diverse uh, group of folks. Um,
1: Rashad, I'm curious. Were mm-hmm. you invited in, or was it because of your curiosity? I mean, oh, so. I was
0: invited. So Jeremy ran the. So Jeremy uh, Bowman, he ran the. Um, he sort of ran the organization, and uh, so we had lunch, and then in, then in turn invited me in. It's, it's really about at the end of the day, it's about who you know, and that's mm-hmm. sort of one of the reasons why. When um, we'll probably get into this a little later, why we don't see a lot of black and brown okay. and women. Um, companies being funded by angels because you know there's a healthy. I mean, to be quite frank, it's mostly it's mostly all men. Um, mm-hmm. I will say though that in New Dominion uh, has a has more women than most angel right. groups, which I thought was awesome. Um, they
3: also have a lot of married couples that have joined together. Correct? Yeah,
0: that too. Yeah, and I think that uh that's also uh very helpful as well, particularly when <laughs> when you start thinking about like, oh, I'm going to put $15,000 in this company. It's always good to to have your uh, your spouse uh on board mm-hmm. with uh, with that investment as well. Um but uh but no, it was really it was really awesome. I definitely was nervous walking in, but I mean, people everyone was really nice, and what we found what I found was that at the end of the day, we all kind of connected mm-hmm. around entrepreneurship. Right. We love entrepreneurship. We love working with entrepreneurs. And I think that's the key to, to sort of understanding angels is that uh, we love working with entrepreneurs. Um, we love helping. Many of them were entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. um, like myself. Um, and so, you know, there's a there's a wealth of advice, and people just genuinely just really just, um, really just. Motivated to to make money, mm-hmm. but then also to uh, to help uh, you know entrepreneurs and provide advice, and uh, that's probably my favorite part of it yeah. as well. So, uh, but yeah, that was about six or seven years ago, mm-hmm. that first meeting, and I've uh, been a member ever since. So um,
2: was was that after? So that was before you sold the company. So you definitely it like before I sold you said company. six or seven years ago. So were we talking 2012, 2011, something like that?
0: Roughly, yeah, roughly. Do you know, I'm getting old, so I forget the exact. <laughs> He's year. like, it was just part of the journey. I don't yeah, know the year. <laughs> yeah, the, the years start to blur together. So uh, you know, I don't well, want ain't... anyone fact-checking me, but it was definitely <laughs> several years before I sold the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I was working, you know, sixty. Well, I was working hundred-hour weeks, and then once I stopped working hundred-hour weeks and went down to like eighty-hour weeks because I had a kid and was starting to have kids. You know, those like responsibilities that, that come. Um, you know, and you start making a certain amount. I'm like, okay, let me pull back and let's just see what is. Else is in the world, so and that's when I started to to work in the startup ecosystem with um, organizations like New me um, mm-hmm. from, If you remember that from way mm-hmm. back, when, Angela Benton, and Angela Benz um, and and others, so that's when I sort of started really sort of getting getting involved in angel investing, and then also the ecosystem.
2: So part of my question is, sure. when did the conversation come up? Are you an accredited investor? Are you do you meet the requirements to be an accredited investor?
0: Oh, you know, I don't even remember. Um,
2: I mean, did he just know how well your company was doing and assume you were? I, did you have to fill out something that said, yes, I'm an accredited investor? How did that happen? Yeah, you know,
0: that's a good question. Uh, don't remember. I think there was just a lot of assumptions made. And, you know, you can, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. So, yeah, I don't think anyone ever comes and says, hey, are you an accredited investor? And then you have to say, like, yes, I am. But definitely as part of the application process, um, it's an application process is way too... Uh, it's way too strong of a word for it. It's just like, you know, it's like there's a, you sign up and you say, okay, I'm going to pay my couple grand a year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you say that, hey, you you, you confirm that uh, or affirm that, you know, New Dominion isn't, you know, providing you advice and all the legalese and right, stuff sure, like that sure. to sort of be part of the group. And then one of the pages is a uh, an accredited investor questionnaire mm-hmm. where they say, do you make, you know, 200000 a year or 300000 a year for the past two years, or do you have over a million in assets, right. you know, net of your um, of your primary uh, residence, um, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that's really sort of, you know, where you kind of say whether you're an accredited investor or not. I think it's kind of go kind of kind of bad form. Like if I walk up, if, if you came up and you were like, hey, I want an angel investor, I mean – Let's just you know kind of role play, right? You know, you say, "Hey, Rashad, I want to be an angel investor," and then I kind of turn around and say, "Well, are you an accredited investor? How much do you make?" And yada yada yada. I mean, you know, it's just kind of like, eh, "Okay, well, let's let's talk." And um, you know,
3: kind and of do I do way. think
2: that it is part of what's really important to have more conversations around in Black and Brown communities, right? Like, what what does it mean to be an accredited investor? What does that look like to not be afraid to say that? I know I've spoken with other friends of mine who are angel investors, and we say that it is there there's a there's a balancing act in inviting people into different circles, knowing that at some point they're gonna they're gonna be asked those questions, right? Whether it's on paper or wherever it is, mm-hmm. that there is gonna be some requirement to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And so do you put out, you know, invitations to all of your friends and family to be in Pipeline Angels, for example? Or are there other things that we should be thinking about? And I think for me it was just kind of interesting to to hear your process and where that came along in the in the question, no, in that the question Q and A process, and there wasn't one. So yeah, like.
0: no, there wasn't one for New Dominion. Um, for most angel groups that I've been a part of, there isn't really sort of an, an initial. People just kind of under it's not kind of understood. However, um, you brought up a good point about what does it look like to be what does an accredited investor look like, particularly mm-hmm. in the black and mm-hmm. the black and brown community, right? So it's really just. The vast majority of my friends, right? Like not like balling friends or whatever. Just regular old software engineer, two fam or two uh, two income households, right? In the Washington D.C. area, mm-hmm. are all accredited investors, yeah. right? You know, it's just kind of like you know two government engineers working together. You know, depending on how far along you are, you add those two together. By the being by the bang, you're you're an accredited investor now. What we, what I kind of preach at Score Three Angels is what I call everyday angels. So that's, you know, two. That's a, that's that two professional household income where it's where it's, um, you know, where they're like, okay, they may make, make three hundred thousand a year combined, three fifty combined. You don't want them investing ten k a pop, right? Because the way I kind of look at it, you want to build a portfolio of at least 20, 25 companies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's say 30 companies, right? And so in order to do that, if you're doing it at 10K a pop, over six or seven years, right, so that's, I don't know, five companies or five investments a year, then we're talking, you know, what's 30 times, you know, 10K, that's 300,000, and then you only want it to be a small portion of your of your total net assets, so multiply, let's say it's 5%, you multiply that 300,000 by Twenty, you're talking about what? Six million? Is that? Did I get to it pretty quickly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so six million mm-hmm. investable assets. Uh, yeah, that's 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 definitely none of my friends. And and uh, you know so, but but um, if you take off zero and you say, okay, let me do a thousand dollars a company. Now that's thirty thousand dollars total sure. over five or six years. That's a Prius, right? right? That's a that's a Honda Accord. Right. That's that's attainable mm-hmm. and financially responsible, right? So I'm like, look, if you're driving a if you're driving a, an any SUV, then you can be an angel investor, right.
2: Mm-hmm. right? So let's back up and I want people because sure. I want our listeners to be able to hear those numbers again. Okay. Because I think I, again, I think people are not talking about this. They're not. No, and no, no. so it's important number 1 you gave the definition of what it is to be an accredited investor, so I think we should say that again, which we'll do in just a second, and I think we should also talk about what we know with regard to angel investing, it should not be a bulk of your investments, right? Absolutely. It should be absolutely something you can afford to lose, not more than 5% of your overall you know, investment mm-hmm. portfolio and so forth. And a lot of those other things that I think people don't know and they don't know how to ask, or right. they feel bad about asking, for maybe I should absolutely. know this. Mm-hmm. And so part of what I want to do is go back and kind of let's go through some of that information okay. for folks so that they can hear it again. And how did you learn it?
0: Sure, sure. So uh, I'll follow your lead then.
2: Okay. So you were saying accredited investors are?
0: Okay. So the textbook definition is that a single person makes two hundred thousand dollars a year, um, and they expect to make. They've made it. They've made two hundred thousand dollars a year for the so many two or three years mm-hmm. prior, and they expect, you know, reasonably to to stay at that level of income. Um, a married couple, you get a little break. It's uh, three hundred thousand dollars per married per household, if you will, right? Um, and then you would have had to do that for a couple of years prior, and then also have the reasonable expectation that you can make that in the future, which you know most most people are in that in that boat. Right. So
2: I want to be really careful with that. Sure. That and judgment. Yeah. That most people okay, are in that enough. boat. No, I, I you're think, absolutely right. No, it's definitely not, a
0: one percenter. It's like a two, three, true. four percenter. No, no. And <laughs> certainly
2: for my friends and family, that's absolutely. not true. Absolutely. Yes, and you're absolutely right. And I also think right. we're we're in a very specific part of the
3: country
0: that That is
2: 100% true. Mm
3: -hmm. So, so yeah. A special part of the country that doesn't feel the pain that the other country.
2: And, and I'm not sure that's true Mm -hmm. either. I think there's a lot of people in this part of the country that feel a lot of pain and that are not there. Absolutely, So I I, I guess I, I just want to back us up a little bit because I don't want people to be afraid to ask or, and I want it to be something that it's okay to be aspirational about, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I want to get there. And And certainly, I've talked with certain angel investor friends of mine that have said, "I'm the only one that I know, other than my angel, other angel investor friends, that check these boxes." Absolutely. So, so anyway, keep.
0: Yeah, no. So I want to be very. Very clear that um, I'm, good, so I'm
2: just giving you a hard time. I'm no, no, that's actually I can. good. That's actually good
0: because sometimes <laughs> we uh, we forget, right? Um, right. I mean, to just say
2: most people are. Yeah, no,
0: that's very yeah. So it was very I was way too loose with <laughs> with the word most. Um, you Maybe know,
2: more but people than you might expect can actually check. Those I would boxes.
0: I would say that I would say that more people. Yes, yeah, so one more people than you would think can can claim to be an accredited investor, and it's not as uh, mythical as as it as it. As it kind of seems, mm-hmm. right? Um, so yeah. So and and then you know also think about it's 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 something that you know if you think about the the national income household income is roughly only like fifty or sixty thousand dollars a year. Right. So you know that's we so we need to be cognizant of that as well. Um, but I will say though, I guess the the ultimate point is that. There are way more people who could be investing in private companies as an accredited investor than, than the than our population gives us credit for. Yeah, if that it, makes sense.
3: It, so I want to add because that's sure. I fit into that category, and I did not know. No one mm-hmm. in my family was ever an angel investor or VC, right. um, and you know we had met the accredited investor for years, but we didn't know about it. Right until I met Natalia. Mm-hmm. And then I said, oh my goodness.
0: Natalia of Pipeline
3: Angels. Of Pipeline Angels, right. absolutely. And you know, I think it's one of just educating people that yes, you can do it. I do think there's aspirational goals. I know we're talking to a lot of individuals who say I'm not there yet, but I will be there in three years or five years. And so how you actually get people thinking about that and making sure this is part of their investment portfolio for the future yeah. so
1: on that note that's the situation i'm in i'm not an angel investor but i would like to become one and yeah, i'm absolutely. aspiring and
3: mm-hmm. that's only
1: because i didn't know anything about it and uh, until i started becoming more involved in the you know the tech and startup ecosystem mm-hmm. and then eventually i met natalia and i'll start learning a of lot more angels. of pipeline angels <laughs> i keep saying of pipeline angels and um, and then that's when I started learning more and more about it because nobody in my in, they may make that type of money, but they don't know about it they're're they're, right. they're, they're, they're spending money on other things right, right. Um, so and
3: culturally culturally it's a risk right so you mentioned absolutely. that earlier you know kind of the risk of it is a risk you know putting ten thousand twenty thousand you may do that for a vacation mm-hmm. or a car or, or something mm-hmm. that's reasonable culturally, but right. investing in a company
0: yes yeah. we
3: don't I'll speak for me. Don't always think that, oh, wow, this could be a good investment.
0: No, that makes sense. I do want to break in, though, mm-hmm. and for those who aren't accredited, mm-hmm. then you know the new mm-hmm. Jobs Act yep, that yep. was right. uh, brought into being by the Obama administration um, will allow uh, companies to uh, raise from unaccredited investors on platforms like Republic, mm-hmm. uh, SeedInvest, mm-hmm. uh, et cetera, et cetera, um, where you can put in small amounts of money, you know, 50 200 $500 dollars into uh, awesome companies um, mm-hmm. and gain some exposure as well without necessarily needing to be with I mean there's really very little income limits right. um, at that point point. Um, and so that's why we also at score three we also uh, work with uh, republic.co Co um, mm-hmm. to uh, to to source angels mm-hmm. um, and to sort of promote uh, you know that type of platform for the unaccredited side of the house yep. and so that means you know no matter what you make you can invest in in a lot of these companies, but through um, the uh, the investment platforms that, yeah, that a, are accredited.
1: And on another note, too, investors or brokers, they don't talk about it either. Right, because they don't make money off of they it. They don't make money off exactly. of it. So they're not going to tell you to include that in your portfolios. I, I know someone very well, and he was like, why would you invest yeah. in a company? Well, you can go put it in a stock somewhere, you know, right. instead. Yeah. You have a, like in his, his mind, you have a better chance of, Making money off that stock versus that, yeah, that startup. Yeah,
0: I think it's I think it's a mixture of both. I'm not going to just throw all the all the <laughs> all the the money managers or the or the investment advisors, on, you know, under the under the rug um, or under the bus. Uh, a lot of it is that a lot of them just don't know about it either. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. they 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 took the test and they know about stocks and know about bonds, but no one is out there really talking about what's the proper way of investing in private. Uh, deals right like Mm -hmm. so not even just you know startups but Mm -hmm. you know like private debt deals um, um, you know just like lending money right like Mm -hmm. to be quite frank um, I can raise money faster if for a company that had cash flow if you know they just said hey here's you know I'll pay you 15% guaranteed oh man I'd have people I'd have (laughs) have people throwing money at you Mm -hmm. Um, so debt is really easy to raise um, is as well but, like, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the, um, the, uh, the broker, not brokers, but the investment advisors, they just, mm-hmm. you know, it's just not part of the, the curriculum, and, uh, maybe that should change, you
2: know? Well, and I think, Christina, you brought up something so interesting, right, that mm-hmm. culturally, we don't, we aren't taught to think this way, and some of these new, kind of, equity crowdfunding platforms, like, Crowdfund Main Street or things like that are opening up that world to folks who are not accredited investors. Absolutely. But those of us on both sides of the table, I think, partic- well, I won't talk about anybody else, but I know kind of a lot of Hispanic folks do actually invest mm-hmm. in friends and families companies. Mm-hmm. And so from that standpoint, we are used to doing this. We just haven't we haven't articulated it in yeah, that you way. Have put a label right. on it. And mm-hmm. so I think it's so important for us to have these conversations so that we can think, wait a minute, we are already investing in businesses. We are That's already true. investing in our communities. We are already right. investing in our families. What if we put some more definition around this <laughs> and be more formal about it and think it through? Right. Um, I was at Jenny Casson's uh, conference a couple of weeks ago, and we were just kind of talking about the changes that we think are so important to be made if we really reframe that ma- mindset. Yeah. Why mm-hmm. is it that only the top... One percent of companies get investment, right. as opposed to all of the companies in absolutely. the U.S. that are started by a lot of our friends and family, right? Yeah, that absolutely. could get investing in different ways, maybe not on the venture backable side, right. but through other different means. And so, yes, absolutely, making angel investing available to folks yeah. and other ways too. So, oh, okay, I, two, oh, really, two, two three hundred.
1: Go ahead. I'm sorry, that's a very good point you just made because I thought about um, I can't think of, Johnson Publishing founder of Ebony. Mr. Johnson, I can't remember his first name. Um, that's how he started Ebony Magazine. He borrowed money from friends and family. And there, there wasn't a name for it. He was just borrowing money from people who can afford to give it to him to start this
3: uh, African-American magazine. So, it, it was called Creative Financing Yes. Back and, then. Yes. <laughs> and if I remember yes. his
0: story, it was, uh, it was from people I don't think could afford to. They just believed in him.
1: Hmm. Right, right, Um That's right. true. And
0: that's, I think, that's to Aurelia's point: is that you know, a lot of, a lot of our friends, if if we believe in you, yes. we'll will put a few bucks in, you know, if we can, because we try to culturally, we just try to help people out. We do. Um, that's true. You know, I'd like to see more of it. In I would like to see more of it, and and like you said, I think helping to label it and put a definition on it mm-hmm. could go could go a long way culturally. But yeah, I mean, I think there's uh, everything from there's well, there's the venture. Side mm-hmm. it's like where we're expecting 10, 20, 30 times our money back. But um, if you just want to start a regular, you know, company, an, an agency, or, um, you know, whatever, bakery on the corner or what have you, plumbing well, I mean, business, whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Then, you know, it's, you know, then just say, hey, if just debt, you know, hey, I'll try to get it back to you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make so much money. Uh, you know, over the next two years and I'll pay you back a little bit at a time, you know. Um, you know, that that I think are all, all you know, needed sources of capital. Um, and some of the some of the things that I'm starting to see a lot of is like purchase order financing, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, a, a lot of the entrepreneurs, once they get to the point where they've got a big order, it's just like, you know, they, they've maxed out credit cards, they've... They basically, they have no, they have no credit left. Um, you know, they get this big order from, you know, big box store XYZ, but they just need, they just need, they just need you know, 250000 to to produce the product so they can sell it and, you know, make, you know, maybe $400,000, right? Um, and so just finding, you know, purchase order financing and things like that is, is, um, is, is also a need as well in a lot of our communities just because, you know, by that time you debt might be sh- your, your credit might be shot by that time. so
2: And I don't want to take us too far sure. out of the conversation of venture backable financing sure. and you know being an angel and what your experience has been as an angel generally. and I'll just kind of throw in for the conversation we've just been having that you know lending circles have been one of the very oldest ways that, that oh, particularly you know communities of color and Latino communities do it a lot now even you know currently. You know, where, where we're kind of sharing. And then we use it for big purchases, like a bit for a for business and so forth. So, back to our definitions. Sure. Two, uh, two, Is that where we are 200, 200 individuals, 300 for a couple,
3: right.
2: past couple years, expecting it in the future, or the net worth of a million dollars, minus not including their home. Right. So those are the kind of two definitions, accredited investors check. Great. And then the other thing that you had said was, that you should expect not to have more than 5% of your overall portfolio, more or less.
0: Yeah, could, overall could net worth, more. however you want to define it. Um, you should, I mean, the rule of thumb is you should be able to lose it. Right. Um, and, and not be stressed if you did lose it. Um, so 5% is a good rule of thumb, where there's 5% of liquid, liquid assets that could also include 401k and, and things mm-hmm. like that or, you know, five percent of, you know, total assets, right? You might have a rental house, you might have um a primary home, what have you. Just just small enough that that it's not gonna, you know, really, you know, put you in the put you in the poor house too bad if, if you did lose the five hundred or so, which which is interesting because, you know, there there's surveys that say the vast majority of Americans can't you know, if they had a four hundred dollar bill tomorrow, they wouldn't be able to. They wouldn't be able to pay it. Right. So, just to to that point, also just kind of want to kind of harken back to um, sort of sort of you know where we are and and sort of this sort of circle of like who we're talking about, right? So we're still talking about a privileged set of folks, even on the unaccredited side of the house. So.
2: And then you had said one of the other things I just want to kind of point out sure. that I think was important. That you would expect to try to build a portfolio of eh, twenty companies, something yeah, like that, 20, and tell us companies. why you pick that number. Because I, I think I know why you picked that um, number, but I'll I'll let you articulate it. You know, it's a good
0: not. it's a good number, um, but you know, so I'm a so I'm so I'm an engineer, so uh, you know, right around sort of twenty five thirty is a good statistical uh is it's a good statistical sampling, if you will, right. Um, so as
3: evidenced by midterm elections. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, hey, grow that one in. <laughs> absolutely. So it's
0: a good statistical sample, um, and but no, there's not a like I didn't. It's just more so than just you want to have as much diversity as possible um, across all of the different types of um, industry segments, and then also types of uh, entrepreneurs that that you invest in. Um, but yeah, so. Hopefully that
2: answers the question. Well, and one of the the things that um, certainly Pipeline Angels teaches is that you should expect that you will probably make your money back in one of eight to one of 25 of the companies you invest in. And that's kind of across the board, the numbers. Certain investors do better, certain investors do worse. And we are expecting when we're doing angel investing that you could – Literally invest in twenty different companies and not make any of your money back until that twentieth company.
0: Absolutely, and so so one of my so that's interesting. So my first the first investment I made so I walked into New Domain Angels, um, and I was like, all right, I'm here, you know, got comfortable, went to a couple of meetings, and so I was like, okay, well, am I really an angel investor yet? I haven't invested in anything. Um, so I saw a couple of companies, like two or three, and uh, we all decided as a group uh to invest in a company called yasabe awesome company it was, foc- it was very interesting it was focused on uh sort of the growing latin uh so it was kind of it was like sort of Yelp for for the latin market mm-hmm. um and it was um it was uh it was it was spanish language it was it was spanish it was spanish first development right so there, i don't even think there was a uh an english site mm-hmm. um and so they were doing really well um but i did just get a, unfortunately, it just got an email from New Dominion saying, "Hey, well, we're gonna, we're gonna just value that investment at a loss." So that was the very first one that I invested in, and so that was I don't know we talked about six seven years ago or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and then today we've got the notice that okay, well, that's a that's gonna be a, a loss, and so you're gonna see a lot of the losses before you see any of the gains. Right. So you know. I'm probably in about 15, probably 15 companies at this point. Other companies on the bright side have gone on to raise much more money and much higher valuations, which on paper, um, you know, I've made money on paper, but there's a difference between paper money and actual cash in the bank. So, um, you know, so at some point the winners um, of those, you know, one out of ten or so companies that actually are sort of – what we call exits or they, that do produce cash back um, hopefully make up for the other 10 that, that we didn't make any money on. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely high risk, but, and that's why we have to have a portfolio strategy. Um, but I'll also say that if I, didn't make, if I didn't make any money, like on any of the companies i ever invested in, I don't want that to happen. Um, what I've also found, <laughs> definitely don't want that to happen. Let's, Repeat not, that again. It's not it's <laughs> knock on some wood, speak it, speak it, speak it. But uh, I've learned so much in, in just working with some of the world's best entrepreneurs. And the cool thing is that you're an angel investor, so they are super hyped and motivated to tell you everything about their their industry, their company, the competition. It's like a little MBA class Mm -hmm. for every sort of potential investment. And I've been able to take a lot of the knowledge that I've learned, just because I'm super curious, um, and and just I've made money on just derivative stuff, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. It's just like, oh, yeah, I can put this to work, you know. Or, you know, it's like you're working with a a company and they are talking about, like, oh, how are we going to, you know, you know, close deals or how we're going to find leads. And they're like, oh man, we use this tool and this is how we mm-hmm. use it and yada, yada, yada. And mm-hmm. I'm like thinking, you know, I'm running this company. I, yeah. I need leads I, too, yeah. right? So uh, so I'm like, oh, awesome. We're going to do that. And so, uh, so yeah, definitely want to make a ton of money. Uh, I'm a capitalist, just unabashed capitalist. Um, but at the same time, I think there are other reasons for, for investing in, um, startups and, and what have you. And a lot of that could just be the.
1: So how do you screen your, um, investments? I mean, what makes you decide I'm going to make this investment?
0: Oh yeah, no, that's a good one. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about sort of the mechanics. So if I'm a, let's say I'm a startup and I want to approach an angel uh, angel investor. Typically um, it's a so this is what I'll do. We'll talk about how most angels kind of operate, right? And then I'm a little different. Um, so most angels, it's like they get most of their deal flow from people they know. Right? So you also have to remember the angel investors we, we do this um, you know, in, in our spare time. It's, it's not our main job. It's not what we get paid to do. Um, so, um, most, the vast majority of the angels, they, they get recommendations. So I might get an email from another angel that's looking at a deal and they'll say, Hey, Rashad, you know, why don't you check this company out? They're pretty cool. Yada, yada. And that's just sort of how deals get passed through this sort of super secret underground network of, you know, really rich people with finger quotes. Um, and (laughs) And it's, and it's quite impenetrable. I mean, it, it's tough to penetrate um, if you don't already know a bunch of people who are angel investors. Does that make sense? That makes mm-hmm. sense. Right? That makes a lot of sense. And so, um, but typically it'll come, a deck will be passed around, a slide deck, a mm-hmm. presentation of your company's, uh, you know, business, problem, solution, financials, et cetera, et cetera, on a 12 to 13, 14, 15 page uh, PowerPoint presentation or slide deck, if you will. Um, and then from that, then from that, the whole purpose of sending that around is to get the first meeting with the angel investor, right. um, uh, and then pique the interest. And then hopefully, if the angel investor is is interested, we can get a uh, we can get an in person meeting or a video conference, depending on where you are. Most angel investors they invest locally, so it's mostly sitting in coffee shops or or what have you. Um, there are some angel investors who who, and I think it's starting to grow, who are doing, who, who will invest f- further outside of their current geographical location. Mm-hmm. So I invest across the entire nation. I, we started Score3, and so we do a lot of outreach to companies that we see. So what I used to do before even I started Score3 is I would just see a product or a company that's like, oh, they're doing some really cool stuff, right? And I'll just reach out. I'll look up the founder, and I'll just reach out to the founder. Hey, my name is Rashad Moore. Uh, I'm an angel investor with New Domain Angels. Yada, 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 so forth and so on. And they hit me back in like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like it's like most serious entrepreneurs, if they get a, an email from even a small-time angel investor like myself, <laughs> they're going to respond back. Wow. And uh, and then that's how I kind of how I kind of uh, reach out. But I do get a lot of inbound mm-hmm. because with with Score Three Angels, I believe in what I call the fair shot doctrine, right? So the fair shot doctrine, I don't know if it's ever, I I think I coined the term, I don't know. Uh, But what it is, is that you'll hear a lot of angels, a lot of venture capitalists, you know, they'll say, how do you get in touch with me? And they'll say, don't send me a cold email because if you can't, like, if you don't know someone who knows me that I trust, then you're not worthy, right? Like, literally, I hear that all the time and it's just like, it absolutely, it just infuriates me, Right. right? Because I know there's a ton of companies out here that are awesome, but they just don't have the the social capital that some of these other companies do that actually quite suck, mm-hmm. right? And so I was like, all right, so we wanted to create this this angel group and want it to be different in the sense that we wanted to it's like we talked about earlier, like who do you include right, right in, in the population, right? And I want to include everyone, mm-hmm. right? right? I want to include every you know, black, brown and woman-led uh, startup. Um, that that uh, out there. And so if you send us a deck to uh, pitch at score3.org uh, or pitch at s3angels.org, then, then we'll look at you, right? Um, we have a set of some awesome venture fellows mm-hmm. at Score3. They're MBA students or a lawyer or law students that screen every submission that comes through the door. And what we mean by screen is that you send us a a deck um, and then uh, one of the folks at at Score Three Angels, um, most likely Marina, will say, all right, go to our, fill out this application on Gust. You go out and you fill the application on Gust and we set you up with a 30-minute video conference with one of our venture fellows. Um, And we do that for every submission that comes in the door. Right. So you're going to get a look. I mean, we can't promise that you'll get more than a look, but you'll at least get you'll get a shot. Right. I'm not just going to say, oh, well, you didn't come in through some trusted advisor channel, you know, yada, yada, yada. So you're not worthy. Um, And I think I think I think investors other investors, I think they 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 have this this mentality. But I think it hurts them quite a bit.
3: So so what do you look for in a pitch? That's question number one. And the second is, since you are getting, um, you know, giving that fair shot uh, doctrine, if you don't invest in someone, are you passing that person on to your network?
0: So let's take the f- second one first. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so if we don't invest, um, yeah, no, we'll syndicate deals. It just might not be right for me. I don't mm-hmm. have all the money in the world personally, um, nor does, you know, no one has all of the money and then also angels and uh, I would say investors. Um, we have different lenses mm-hmm. through which we we decide um, on what companies we invest in. You know, some company, some investors are into uh, media because maybe they they were mm-hmm. in that space. Uh, they might be consumer, mm-hmm. you know, focused. Uh, some might be, uh, you know, biotech or what have you, right? And some may even be impact. Mm-hmm. So they might only invest in social entrepreneurs. And so just because it doesn't fit our uh sort of lens or something that I might be personally interested in investing mm-hmm. in. Then no, absolutely. I definitely send in. I used to not do that because I used to feel that if I didn't invest then it sounds weird to pass on mm-hmm. like like why are you giving me this dud? You know what I mean? Like you're not investing in it. So but it's it's really once you start to think about and you start to meet a lot of folks and it's kind of like, "Oh yeah, you know, I know I know Sally. She's really interested in, you know, uh, in biotech type mm-hmm. startups, and because maybe she worked at, you know, I don't know, Johnson Johnson for the past 20 years. Sorry. And so mm-hmm. I'm gonna hotline it over to her, and uh, and give her first crack at it. I like mm-hmm. to say, like, but I do filter it a bit. You know, if you, as an angel myself, I'm only as I'm known by throughout the other angel community based on the quality of deal flow that I send them. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we do so because we do have that fair shot doctrine, there's no filter, so that means we also get a lot of folks that just aren't ready right. yet. Right. Um, right. and and that's okay. That's that's completely okay because you know, I wasn't ready when I first started software theoretic, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I know a lot of you guys when you first right. started your companies, mm-hmm. like you weren't ready. Right. <laughs> you had a lot of learning to do. Um, And so from that standpoint, what I'll do is, you know, if I'm personally interested in, um, you know, that particular entrepreneur, I might jump in and sort of help and mentor myself Mm -hmm. or try to find other mentors or, or, you know, that that might be able to sort of help them along or send them to, you know, someone like, uh, you know, Project 500 or Mm -hmm. now they're 1863 Ventures or, uh, you know, that handles that. That helps groom people right. for investment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's so that's why so it's, it's like so you come in through the fair shot doctrine, and you know we do definitely filter. And mm-hmm. what I'm looking for is I'm looking for I'm looking for builders. I'm mm-hmm. um, you know I'm looking for 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 entrepreneurs that are that I would write a check to or suggest someone else write a check, and mm-hmm. I'm looking for you know you've built something you've uh you've got maybe you've got some traction you might have some customers um i mean we're little we're just as an angel group we're exactly in the same the same part of the pipeline as every other angel group in the world right? right um you know and because i understand that not everyone who comes through is ready we try to work with other organizations down the pipeline right so like you know helping to support you guys you know get found get funded um is i see as helping get people ready you know Mm -hmm. but get them further down or further earlier in the pipeline to get them ready so that when they get to an angel group um, like ours they they'll be successful Mm
1: -hmm. and that's why you have to listen to our podcast each and every time Each it comes out, day. yes, I gotta put the plug in there. Listen to our <laughs> podcast. Go back and listen to them because you'll get some good information. Absolutely. What type of? And I know you gotta answer Christina's second part, of mm-hmm. her question. But what particular industry do you like? Is it food? Is it healthcare? Or what? Which one? Do you have a particular <laughs> one?
0: <laughs> so I'm all over the place. I'm a general. They, they, the term of art is I'm a I'm a general practitioner, or uh, I am an industry agnostic, um, mostly because I just you know, I've got a, I've got a scotch of a scotch of ADD, um, and so you know, I like to, I like to learn about all types of things, mm-hmm. right? And then also, it's from a from a financial standpoint, it's just, you know, it's just like there's only going to be one big winner in each of these categories mm-hmm. or two of the, each of the different categories. So if you invest in five companies in who are doing, you know, you know media, you know media hosting or something like that, then well, you know, you've you know, you've you've kind of over-indexed in that space uh, a little mm-hmm. too much, um, but uh, but no. Um, as of late, it kind of it kind of varies. You know, in the very beginning, there was a lot of uh, media companies, so things like video streaming. You know, people selling picks and axes to mm-hmm. all of the all of this new burgeoning sort of O T T type type of content that people are starting yeah. to produce. Um, then also uh, there was we there was this, this resurgent of sort of building automation to like, you know, monitoring how much a building is, you know, spending in on the electric bill and mm-hmm. making recommendations, kind of like <laughs> Nest, but for, you know, like large buildings, right? Okay. So like Aquacore, we invested in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also uh, FinTech became a big interest and started to pipe up. And so we invested in companies like Pay Your Tuition, um, Street Shares is, a, is another uh, sort of, really successful uh, company we've invested in so far, and they do lending mm-hmm. um, to small businesses that are uh, right now veteran-owned. Um, and then uh, and then lately I've been getting into sort of uh, a lot of the food space. So like yep, Foudini, yep, yep, drink. Foodini, yeah. Yeah, we actually um,
1: tasted one the other day. Foodini. Oh, yeah, hey. Foudini is awesome. Foudini. Yeah, Fudini's going to be we had and, drink on the show as well. Yeah,
0: and 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 those are good entrepreneurs, right, to to use as templates. So mm-hmm. Shizu over at Drink mm-hmm. and then uh Phil over at uh Fudini. Um so if you think about Drink, you guys had her on mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. your podcast. So go back and listen to the Drink
1: Thank you. Um, episode. <laughs>
0: uh is just she is an awesome, awesome entrepreneur. She's uh you know, ex Goldman Sachs, and she just absolutely is an operator right Mm -hmm. so she came in through so i saw her at at at, um at demon center angels Mm -hmm. um and she pitched there and i was like okay she's awesome um and then i took her over to new dominion angels um we didn't get an investment from new dominion angels directly um but i did invest personally um into drink but she is just she's She's just absolutely killing it, she is. Um, and it's just she is it. it's just it's just predictable growth. She's an operator. She knows exactly what she needs to do at any given time. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she she's got a great crew of folks. Actually, me and a buddy of mine, uh, Marco, we went to before I invested. We went to every last drink location, right, and just pretended to be customers. Their
3: attention to detail is insane. I love. I love what they're doing. Their Instagram site—if you follow yeah, that—I I mean, know. it's just. I think from just a branding and marketing perspective, oh, you know, we should probably have her back just to talk about that. Yeah, you definitely should. Yeah. She's
0: she is she is phenomenal from that standpoint. And yeah, we went to every last. Every last location she had, and just pretended to be customers. And well,
3: you kind of were customers because you bought something. Didn't yeah, you? we did, but we did buy something. And, uh, you invested first by being a customer. Yes, and
0: uh, and and every everyone on the team, you know, was very well educated, well yeah. trained, and and I was like, okay, so she's an operator. She's like, she's got her act together, and that's what I kind of look for mm-hmm. when you're ready. You know, it's like right. it's like you gotta have your stuff together. You gotta get to that point, mm-hmm. and that's sort of one of the kind of to vector back to your original question: is what do you look for in, mm-hmm. in in entrepreneurs? Is that can you execute right? Right, and that's what what we kind of look for. And Phil, bootstrapped basically to a a, a large amount of money per year mm-hmm. in revenue here in the Washington D.C. area, and literally, he had, I was his first I was his first check, and it was just like you know couple months ago mm-hmm. um and uh she's going to be in whole foods uh pretty soon um and then we've got a whole distribution strategy that that uh that i think food is probably going to be if, if we're lucky it's going to be sort of the largest restaurant in the, i'd say the world the food, is great. The
1: the food, food, is food was is awesome. phenomenal yeah. oh my gosh so, so i want
3: to i want to kind of um Talk a little bit more about something you mentioned. So there's investment when people give money, but you mm-hmm. just mentioned you, you know you're going to sites, you're actually doing some research yourself on the mm-hmm. individuals, you're buying their products. Every sing- single time I see you, you're mentioning one of the companies you're investing in. So mm-hmm. you're you're marketing for them. Oh, absolutely. So, talk about what uh, entrepreneurs can get from angel investors. Oh, that, that's a good one. You know you might not get from a VC or just a regular investor.
0: Right. Absolutely. So. If you remember back uh one of the biggest reasons angel investors invest is because we care about the entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Typically we've been in the entrepreneur's shoes. So we've got a lot of a lot of operational and a lot of experience that if I'm a new entrepreneur then you know that we can provide, right? So everything from Everything from uh, you know helping you figure out marketing strategy to helping you introduce you to other funders, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I'm out talking to people, you know, I'm I'm telling you about Foodini because I know you're an angel investor, and I'm like uh, just putting it putting it in your I ear, know. putting it in your ear. So when Phil is ready to raise uh, an actual an actual round, and I'm like, hey, remember, you know, we told you about that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always trying to connect people to uh, to other investors and and what have you and just I just tell the story right so when we get to New Dominion um, and Phil is up there in front of New Dominion like they know who he is already right we've we've preceded preceded we've we've Mm -hmm. prepopulated sort of the the psyches Mm -hmm. of the folks in the room that we're we're going after and so that's and it's in my best interest obviously as as an investor to ensure that other investors come on board to help fund the entire journey life cycle of the company so that AI can make money and then also but everyone else can share the share in the wealth as well um so yeah so it's there's just a, I think and then angel groups as well Mm -hmm. um you know if you can get an angel group to invest then you literally have 30 or 40 high level executives entrepreneurs etc etc um who haven't who have an interest, a financial interest in making sure you're successful. So if you need an introduction to someone in Capital One, um, and New Dominion can make sure that happens, right? Right. Because a lot of the folks in New Dominion are are, uh, either Capital One Current or ex-Capital One, right? Mm -hmm. Or if you need, you know, they all know all kinds of people. So if you need introductions, just ask. What I find is that a lot of startups don't ask. They get the check, and then they feel like they have to go away and go Mm -hmm. work and then come back and say, hey, look at all this money I made you, right? right. And really the right way to do it is say, hey, I want to make you a lot of money, and if you can get me in touch with these four, or five, or six people, then that would be awesome, build and I can make you a lot of money. Yep. And that way you can build things faster, because ultimately if you go off as a startup or an entrepreneur and you try to do it yourself, you're, A, you're gonna fail, it's gonna take longer, and as investors we really don't have any insight into what you're doing, and we also want to feel part of, you know, we want to be we want to be part of the uh, the journey, right? Mm-hmm. Um so.
2: so let's talk about a little bit angel groups, right? Yes. Just briefly, because I think and we'd have to look up the statistics, I don't know those off the top of my head, but most angels tend to invest in angel groups. Part part of the reason is because of what we talked about earlier with the statistics, right? You don't want to be investing a ton of money in any one company, but when you bring a group of people together you can really make a difference and <laughs> invest more at once. Who do you invest with? What does that look like, and why do you do it that way?
0: Okay, so no, that's a good question. So it's, it's a very and like you alluded to, it's a very practical reason. So if a if a founder comes to to me or us and they say we need five hundred thousand dollars to get to this next milestone, whether it's you know whatever the milestones are, maybe the next ten customers, the next fifty customers, the next five hundred thousand users the entrepreneur should say, okay, how much is it going to take me to get to this milestone and Mm -hmm. define those milestones? All right. I need $500,000 to do it. I've got 10,000, right? If I give you 10,000, right? Well, you need $490,000 more Mm -hmm. to get to that next milestone. And then at that next milestone, hopefully there'll be a new round of investors that'll come in, right? So if if I give you ten thousand, but you don't find the other four hundred ninety thousand, then I, my ten thousand evaporates just immediately. And so, what you do is you say, "Okay, you need five hundred thousand. I'm going to give you ten, but I'm going to find forty nine other folks to give you ten thousand dollars each." And that's typically through an organized angel group. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the angel groups uh, also combined with, you know, maybe some early stage seed funds, et cetera, et cetera. So it's kind of like, okay. An angel may bring a startup to the group, and we get a lot of referrals like that just all the time. And they'll say, "Hey, I like this company. I'm willing to invest in it, but you know, let's see if we can get right. the rest of the 490,000 so that I don't lose my my money doesn't evaporate because they can't uh, alleviate what we call the financing risk, mm-hmm. right? And so, uh, so. I feel I answered part of the question, but not the rest. What was the rest of the question?
3: Well,
2: let's let's also just talk about kind of the benefits of having doing investment in an angel group. For example, you get to share due diligence.
0: Oh yes, absolutely.
2: So you want to talk about how you do diligence, do due diligence briefly, and you're you're sure. a member of three angel groups, right? So you've got yes, Score several, Three, yeah. and then you've got mm-hmm. New Dominion and one other angel group, and so. Right. Tell us a little bit about kind of the differences, and then talk about due diligence briefly.
0: Yeah, sure. So, uh, so the benefit as an investor is that a you've got a lot of. Remember, we just talked about there's a, like everyone in this group is super smart, right? Um, else, you probably wouldn't be in the group to begin with. Um, and so, just as an investor, you have access to this whole diversity of knowledge and perspectives, right? So I've gotten really excited about a company and said, oh, this company's going to be great. You bring them in, and then you're like, you learn from, like, I don't know, the expert on, I don't know, you know, federal lending laws or something like that, that, oh, yeah, this is not going to work at all, right? And then sometimes people will come in, they said, oh, I found this awesome AI company. Um, you know, they may be like a lawyer, but, like, you know, they, you know, and my background is artificial intelligence. I studied at Johns Hopkins. Um And I'll say, yeah, they tried this 20 years ago, doesn't really work. Technology hasn't changed much since then. In this particular, you know, application, it's probably not a good look, right? Or hopefully on the positive side, we'll be like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. They are doing something really unique and really valuable in the AI space. We should definitely take a look, right? And so just having access to all the knowledge helps out a whole lot. And on the due diligence side of the house, so once the group decides that okay, it's worth this company is worth taking a look at a further a deeper look into it, um, not all angel groups work the same way, um, so your mileage may vary. Some angel groups are, hey, we put the entrepreneur in front of you, uh, you guys break off, you know, into small little in a small little self-organized group and do the due diligence yourself and we just kind of step back, and just kind of let the process happen, and people invest individually, um, et cetera, et cetera. There are some groups, um, like Pipeline Angels, where the due diligence is a very you know, rigid process. Well, rigid is probably not the right word, but it's a very formal process that has intention behind it, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, to, you know, to protect the investor, but then also to protect the, the, angel, the, uh, the entrepreneur as well. New Domain Angels, It's a little. um, It's it's more closer to the pipeline angels model, where okay, if we're going to spend 30 days and probably 50, 60, 70, uh, you know, man hours worth of work.
2: Person hours. Oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. Person hours.
0: Sorry. We just have this conversation. Work hours. Work hours. Yes. Yes. I'll get my get my pronouns. Get my pronoun (laughs) game. You gotta get you gotta be better on my pronoun game, sorry about that uh you know a bunch of person hours uh, I like I'll actually like that, that sounds, or work sounds. it sounds better No, person hours Yeah, no, that's cool all right I'm with it um so uh so a bunch of person hours it's it's a it's a it's a big investment because remember everyone is doing this part time right uh so we'll say, all right, we'll create a formal due diligence committee um we'll ask for a list of things right like um well, A, your slide deck, information about the industry, but then also your financials, profit and loss, balance sheet, um, uh, you know, any contracts you might have with any uh, partners, Mm -hmm. um, et cetera, et cetera. I do a whole, like, two-, three-hour due diligence, you know, workshop that kind of goes through everything. But at a very high level, what we're trying to do is broken up into two parts. There's the audit, right, like, just the facts, like, You said, as an entrepreneur, when you pitched our group, that you had a million customers or a million users, and you were making, you know, last year you made, you know, four hundred thousand dollars, right? So the audit part is going to say, okay, you said you made four hundred thousand dollars last year. Actuals, okay. So a, I want to see the bank statements. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Did you file taxes, right? Because that'll also be a proof point that, you know, what you said is what you what you did, Mm -hmm. right? And then also, um and then also, uh you know, just we it's like trust but verify, right? Mm-hmm. you know, we're not out to catch you, but it's just like one of those things where it's just like, okay, this is what you said, and if there would happen to be a disagreement sometimes, it's mostly just you know very minor things where it's like, okay, we just need to get on the same understanding of when you say what your churn is, right. right? then how are you defining churn? Because mm-hmm. there's a couple of different ways you can define churn. So mm-hmm. let's just all be on the same page with whatever that definition is. Right. Um, and then there's the analysis part of it, where it's like, okay, we look at the team. Like, okay, you know, we talked about Shizu. She's an awesome operator, right? Um, we talk about the market. Like, okay, how big is the market, right? You know, if you think about, um, you know, is it going to be the next Facebook? Not every company needs to be the next Facebook mm-hmm. to be a successful right. outcome, right. right. Um uh, but how big is the market, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then we look at you know financing risk, you know how how much money will they need over the you know f- throughout their journey. Mm-hmm. But then also, um, are they do we think that because we're very early, will we think do we think that the venture capitalists, because we're talking, we're in the space of venture backable companies, mm-hmm. right? Will a seed or an A round venture capitalist, actually want to invest in this company yeah. right so we'll talk to some of the a-round folks and if startups have started to have some of these conversations with some a-round uh, venture capitalists we'll we'll talk to them as well mm-hmm. uh we'll do we'll talk to some of your customers so if you've got customers we'll, we look at customer references um and we've gotten good at like you know talking to customers without like making them feel like or becoming cu- a
3: customer the, yourself and checking them out mm-hmm. yeah <laughs>
0: you can definitely become a customer uh yourself um yeah no, I, a lot of Fudini, so uh, <laughs> I love it, um, but uh, but yeah. So just that whole process, and then um, a an investment memorandum mm-hmm. is generally written by uh, the investment group, and that investment committee or group will generally consist of. At New Dominion, it's uh, Shane or the the we have we have professional. Uh, um, folks that can help with the due diligence and the, the analysis, but then we'll also include six or seven angel investors who are part of the actual group itself. Um, an investment memorandum will be made. Mm-hmm. We're, not, we're not in the recommendations business, so we just say this is, these, are the, these are the facts. And typically what happens is if there are six folks or so, six angels on the, the investment committee, they'll generally say, okay, these are the facts via the investment memorandum. And the folks in this group have committed to investing $70,000, mm-hmm. let's say, combined, right. right? And that says to the rest of the group, because there's probably about 60 or 70 folks in, let's say, New Dominion Angels, but in other angel groups, it kind of works very similarly. Um, that's a that's sign to the other angels that weren't part of the due diligence, because remember, we all do this part-time, that, mm-hmm. okay, this is probably a good investment, and then you know, then they can decide to jump in and, in, uh, and invest um, in the, along with the entire group as well.
3: Okay,
2: the only The only thing I wanna just kind of sure. jump in and say there is that I think a lot of entrepreneurs get different places along this spectrum, mm-hmm. and then if they don't get all the way to the end, it feels like a loss. So
3: and what do you mean? D-
2: and so if they don't get the money, they don't get the check. And I think part of what we want to be clear about is, sure, you didn't get the money, and, For you just to be able to pitch is a win, right? To just be able to talk to an angel group is a win. To go to due diligence is a win. You may not be the right fit. There may be things that still need to be fixed. There might be other things that might be not quite ready for this angel group or that angel group or whatever. And I think it's important for entrepreneurs just to know not everybody's going to write the check. And the further along you get in the process, it means you're doing something right. And use the
3: opportunity for good, right? And to learn. Right. yeah
0: absolutely yeah. yeah definitely the feedback cycle on that is 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 amazingly valuable and uh mostly most most regular entrepreneurs white black whatever are generally pitching on the order of a hundred different investors before they before they close around right mm-hmm. Let, let's say that again because yeah. i think so, most entrepreneurs
2: do not understand the numbers
0: right yeah so mo- yeah so so most of them so i've talked to lots of entrepreneurs uh, very successful ones who have raised millions of dollars and they've talked to hundreds 100 200 300 different investors investment groups um and and we see on the news that you know xyz company high flying startup out of silicon valley just raised 20 million dollars right and you know in a week right and that happens mm-hmm. i mean those are sort of unicorns and outliers right? right and that doesn't even actually make them your ability to raise money fast is not necessarily correlate to how successful of a company you're going to be right in fact it could be the opposite <laughs> Uh, You know, you look at like Juicero and some of these other sort Mm -hmm. of abject uh, or objective failures um, that were able to raise money just like really, really quickly. And they just, I mean, because too much money also kills you as well. So, uh, so to a lot of our black, brown and women led startups, it's like sometimes not having access to, you need access to some, but just like the struggle, I think sometimes makes, makes, makes our type of founders more successful mm. in the long run yeah. because mm-hmm. we're not entitled, we don't expect it. We know we got to work twice as hard, mm. three times as hard, four times as hard. And at the end of the day, it's like when you go to market and you're actually competing, then you'll just be that much more of a competitor. So,
2: and I think most people don't understand you should expect to talk to 200 investors yeah. before somebody writes you a check. That should be an expectation. Oh, absolutely, right? Not, oh, you know because I've we certainly talked to um entrepreneurs that are like oh I'm 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 you know I'm raising money and it's so hard and man this takes so much time and we're like hey, how many people do you talk to? Oh 15. Yeah. Right. Really? Yeah. Like <laughs> no there's yeah. a completely skewed perspective of right. what this actually takes.
3: Yeah. No,
0: absolutely. I and and actually I I actually sometimes recommend to startup founders that just if you can if you can make it by one Less than right. just spend the time building the business versus trying to convince someone to give you money Absolutely. to then build the business because it is really a time suck. Right. I mean it is it just takes you away from the business, you can't make any progress and it's just it is just uh, for the for the vast majority of entrepreneurs. It takes a long time to raise money, mm-hmm. so uh, and not
3: every entrepreneur needs to raise money to be successful. Yeah, that's or raise a venture or angel investing to be oh, successful. Absolutely. I've
0: never raised venture capital for any of the companies that I've run. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, do, do okay. Yeah, we do okay.
3: So I know we, we've talked about a lot, and I'm going to do something a little bit different because there are two questions that I sure. wanted to ask. Normally we'll summarize, but I'm going to let you summarize in these two questions. So the first I'm going to try. I feel like a lot of pressure. So no no (laughs) pressure, because I think it's important. You're bringing a perspective of being an entrepreneur or a business owner, also being an angel investor and seeing it from both sides. Sure. Um, And you also have, you know, you talked a lot about the social capital that you're bringing to individuals. So not Mm -hmm. just investing money, but actually helping them grow in the process and using your network to do so. So one question is, what do you wish you, what would you do differently now as an investor? Or what, what let me ask it this way. Okay. Um, what would you, How's your investment thesis changed? And what would you, what advice would you give to new investors coming into the space?
0: Oh, that's interesting. Particularly
3: black, okay. brown, and women investors.
0: All right, so, man, so that's a tough question. It because, is a tough question. Because every investor has got its own risk profile, mm-hmm. Has got his or her uh, own um, interests, right, and and also we all have our different different definitions of success. Mm -hmm. Like, what is a successful investment? All right. So when I first started, I really didn't have a, I didn't know what I knew and what I did. I didn't know what I didn't know, Um, and I just kind of invested in companies that would kind of just make that I felt would. Make money. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't really have a. Oh, they can make this amount of money, right? Or that amount of money. I've sort of my own personal checkbook. I've kind of vectored to 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 one of a couple things, or two of a couple things. Right. So two things. Um, either it's going to be a ridic- I'm looking for ridiculous home runs, right? Like grand slams. Like companies that can be transformative. That mm-hmm. can that could just absolutely be game-changing, right? And so I look at companies like Fudini, that mm-hmm. you know, that I think everyone in America is going to start is going to be eating Fudini in some form or fashion, mm-hmm. right? Um, because I think the opportunity is just is that large, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, but then I also do some private investing where it's just like. I don't consider it like venture investing. It's just more like, oh, this person start, is, is looking to start a defense contracting company. I understand how those work. Mm-hmm. So I might write a check to hey, here's $20,000. Let me buy X percent of the company. Mm-hmm. And I just expect it to either pay off dividends or revenue share or something like that, right? Um, and so, f- but for my sort of when you think of like your traditional angel investments, mm-hmm. I'm just looking for for entrepreneurs who want to transform the world, right. And, and Mm -hmm. really get these outside returns, Um, particularly in like the crypto space, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't get involved in the, the, the investing and the trading of the individual coins, if you will. But like, if there's a technology that can really revolutionize, you know, how we, how the blockchain is, 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 is realized or implemented, then yeah, I want to be involved in that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's, so, and I've just started doing that in the past couple of years, yep. right, looking for those types of, those types of companies, but I wouldn't say that that's probably the way that most angel investors, if you came to me and, and said, you know, hey, Rashad, I want to do some angel investing, I wouldn't necessarily say go invest in these big, huge swings. I would say, find a company that we think we could do uh, 10x, you know, $4 million valuation, how probable do you think it'll, they can build the company and sell it for $40 million. Mm-hmm. so it, the uh, 10x, they might have had to raise some additional money, so maybe you do a 5x or a 4x, you know, mm-hmm. that type of four, four times your money or five times your money um, over the next, you know, six years yeah. or seven years or something like that. Um, there's, there's lots of, okay, I'm gonna use my, my words carefully. There are a non-trivial amount of companies that, that can do that. Right. Um, there's not lots of them, but there's, uh, they're, they're out there. Okay. Um, and 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 you can invest in them. So um, so hopefully hopefully that kind of answers your question a little bit. But yeah, I'm it on does. the. It does.
3: I mean, I think one is investing is different for each person, and so understanding right. what you want to get out of it, mm-hmm. um, and looking for those solid returns, whatever that means to you right. individually. Um, so the last part mm-hmm. is, what do you want founders to know about angels? What is the two uh, things you want them to really think about when they think about angel investing?
0: Ah, so. We invest with our own money um, we do this part time so you know if you hit, if you email us or get in touch and it takes us a little while to kind of work with you then just know that it's not necessarily it might not be you it might just be us you know I've got three kids and you know I've got businesses to run and mm-hmm. and you know all that good stuff and so it's sometimes it's kind of tough to get back with people um, and then I put myself out there as well so I kind of you know, I probably get more inbound sort of deal flow than normal. And so what I, so I've set up, you know, I've got people now that can kind of do that.
3: Processes and systems. Right. (laughs)
0: Um, but, uh, but, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, I'll get it and, and I just won't be able to respond as quickly as I'd like to. And most, most angel investors are, are kind of like that as well. You Mm -hmm. know, it's like, you know, they've, they've got kids and they've got, a life to live and they might be, you know, running a large company and it's just like, okay, well, you know, don't take it personally, mm-hmm. just be persistent. Um, and, uh, and dog us and track us down. And, um, and so, but anyway, I think those are probably the, the two biggest ones that you got to kind of worry about. And then also don't also know your stuff, yeah. right? Don't like, don't waste your shot. Right. You know, like, uh, Went to go see Hamilton the other the other week, and my favorite line is, you know, I'm not throwing away my shot. Mm-hmm. You know, you remember if you heard that song. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get a shot, don't don't throw it away, right? Know your stuff. Um, you know, know how your business works. Uh, know where you are. Um, even if you have to generate some fake confidence about yourself, you know, a lot, I mean, we all have to do that sometimes. Just, just be very, you know, forthright, and just, just know you know your stuff, and that you can do it, and that you, you as an entrepreneur, are worth listening to, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, and I think that'll go a long way, to, uh, to at least getting, angel investors to, to take a look.
3: Awesome. Well, we thank you for being on the show. Where can uh, our listeners find you? You mentioned oh, a few.
0: Absolutely. Go to uh, s3angels.org. Um, so s the number three angels.org uh, spell it like it sounds, and uh, if you type in, you know, score3angels.org, if you spell it all out, I've got all the domain names. <laughs> every permutation of score3angels.org, no <laughs> you can get to it. So He uh,
3: will buy up all the domain names. Yeah, so. I
0: buy every domain and every permutation of all the domains because make it easy for people, right?
3: Yep. Mm-hmm. So to our listeners, one big resounding, don't waste your shot, whether you're an investor or an, a founder or entrepreneur. Uh, thank you for listening to our show today and continue to listen to all of Get Found, Get Funded. Okay. And where can you find us? Where can you find us?
1: All right. Instagram, you know, Get Found, Get Funded. Twitter, at GetFund, underscore, funded. And uh, we're also on Facebook. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, for Rashad. Oh,
0: thanks for having me. Thanks, it's been Rashad.
1: awesome.